It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is Hit That Line. I am your host, Zach Barry, coming to you week six after, uh, man, it was a brutal week five for uh, for the crew. Um, my uh, streak of uh, just terrible picks continues. Did go one and two. Kansas, shout out to uh, the Jayhawks. They got it done in a very weird midweek college baseball score with Iowa State. Um, but, man, it was tough. Um, everybody else, everybody, uh, yeah, everybody went one and two last week. So not a not a great uh, not a great week for the brand as we took a big step back as we try to get back to 500. Um, we're going to get into week six, though. We're going to briefly touch on Ole Miss Vandy. We're not going to say much about it. I think you know the reason why. But before we do that, I do want to remind you, the show is brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. Good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates. Davis McCord is your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around and give Davis a call at 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. The show is also brought to you by Clinical Urology Associates. Dr. Michael Jennings and the rest of his staff are ready to ease the pain, literally and figuratively, of getting a vasectomy or making sure that you can perform in the clutch. 
Uh, Dr. Jennings is an Ole Miss graduate, and he's here to make that difficult time much easier as they now offer special in-office sedation for vasectomy patients. They're offering minimally invasive surgery, including the use of advanced laparoscopic procedures. He, along with his team of medical professionals, look forward to providing excellent health care to the people of the great state of Alabama and beyond as they accept all forms of insurance. So you don't have to be from Alabama. You can be from anywhere. You can be from Tennessee. You can be from Mississippi. You can be from Georgia. You can be from Texas. You can literally be from Alaska, and they will take the insurance. So go see them. Go all in and lay the points at one of their five locations in North Alabama and keep your health in the black. Give Dr. Jennings a call at 256-492-4040, extension 4. Join now by... uh, our dear friends and regular co-hosts, Nicholas Carr, Ben Woodhouse, Austin Gray is not with us. He is on the road, so he is not joining us, but have no fear. He did send us some locks, so we'll get to those eventually. Gentlemen, good evening. How are we doing? Hey, uh, we're, we're, we're getting close to fade the group territory, and y'all realize that, right? We I, are. Do I? What's my record? Did you say it? Am I even 500 still? Uh, you're nine, like, six, and two. I was like seven and two to start the year. Oh, nine, six, and two is not terrible, I guess. But no, uh, you're like the the nine shining armor at nine, six, and two. That that's terrible. Like but, what? <laughs> what did I say earlier today? I said that y'all. I think without my picks, the group would be close to 500. Okay, so if you kept just all of our picks and then faded Zach, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I'm three and thirteen. I'm it's it's a it's a tough scene. Um, yeah, I've had. You take How does that even week. happen? Oh my no, like God. that's actually impressive. I mean, I mean, come on. To be fair, I have had a couple weeks where I had just some complete, like, I mean, I thought last week was bizarre. Minnesota loses. Wisconsin loses. Um. I've had a couple a couple games like week four. We all thought Syracuse was a shoe in to cover. They didn't. They looked like I shit. feel like I tried to talk you out of that Wisconsin pick because I kept just throwing. You did, and and I mean at the time I was everything sounded good. I mean Braylon Allen ran for 170 something yards against Ohio State, and then he can't do anything against freaking who they play Illinois. Yeah, Bart. Like, what is what is happening? Come on. Um, so so this- yeah, I don't. Uh, what is Tennyson's first name for Ole Miss? Uh, Ladarius. Oh, Lord. Ladarius Tennyson. Okay, so unsung play. When he stuffs yeah. Chris Rodriguez on that, that tall sweep in the second quarter, yeah. that's what backs Kentucky up inside their 10, the four-yard loss, and the next play, uh, or two plays later, Will Levis gets uh, sacked for yeah. safety. Uh, a couple things on that game. Put them uh, behind the chain. I did note, um, I did like on that particular play, Tennyson stuffs Rodriguez and then kind of like steps over him as a way to like, hey, I'm letting you know, like, I'm here. And then Rodriguez kind of barked back and got in his face and like six Ole Miss guys immediately got in between him and was like, no, nah, dude, go back to the huddle. Like, there hasn't been that kind of swagger on a defense in a while at Ole Miss. Um, so, how important is uh, JJ Piggies? I mean, 
as good as KD Hill has been this year, I mean, Pegues is is essential for this defense to be um, as uh, our good buddy, Michael Felder at, in the bleachers on Twitter. Um, he described them as a nightmare. Um, they need Pegues to play to be that nightmarish defense because KD Hill is, is, is a legit nose guard. He can plug things up and really cause some issues in the, in the running game, but Pegues can do that. And, he can get after you and shoot some gaps and use his athleticism to really create some havoc. So, um, well, he he didn't play against Tulsa, and while he, I don't know what his the stat sheet looks like with him, he's just like a monster in the middle, and and it spells KD like they they can mm-hmm. you know give each other breaks. You know, having two guys who can do it's huge. Um, yeah, you know, speaking of, you're talking about. Uh, people on Twitter, I, I don't, I think this may be a little bit of a, I, he meant it in a, as a compliment, but I think what I'm about to say might be a little bit of a lazy take. Did you see Spencer Hall's tweet about the Ole Miss defense? I think it was even read like on SEC yeah. now. He said something about it looks like a middle school field trip gone wrong, well, he, just total bas- chaos. Yeah, he basically says is a bunch of like undersized guys, which Are we they small? do. They do have yes. undersized quick guys, but then they also have some big dudes. Like Jared We're, Ivey is not small. Ta- no, Tavius, on, on Tavius the, Robinson looks like he was built in a lab. On the back end, I feel like we're tiny. Like Are we? Johnson and Young. Oh my gosh. What's yeah, they're just short. Yeah, he's like five seven. I mean, let, like that's let, that's let's, it's incredibly let's go small. to the let's go to the board. Let's look at the depth chart. Because I don't think that we are. Like I watched small Ole Miss football teams. Twenty fourteen, we were small in the on the back end. Yeah, they've got Ashim Young listed at five ten, two fifteen. He's closer to five nine. What's the other? It's it's like Tashim Johnson. Tashim Johnson is small. I mean, he's they've he's a honey he's a honey badger type guy. At, they've got him listed at five ten, two hundred. That dude's no. Uh, that dude's more like five six. I mean, he looks like. Nah, I, I, I give him, five, I give him, six. I give him five nine. I give him five eight. If, if but here's my thing: if Ashim, if Ashim Young is five ten, then he's five seven. If that makes sense, like he is I mean, significantly you, smaller. You pretty much Which have three. You pretty much have three guys that are all the same size: Tennyson, Young, and Johnson. But then on the outside, I guess you got DeAndre, DeAndre Prince is an SEC looking corner. Miles Battle is an SEC looking corner. Davis and Benoson is an SEC corner. AJ Finley is an all SEC, all American type guy. He's played a lot of football. Uh, Otis Reese is essentially the size of a linebacker playing safety. So it's a good mix. Like, I get what Spencer Hall was saying, but it's I, also like, okay. I like, still don't. Like, y'all giving me two guys who are small. The linebackers are not small. Like, I've watched small Ole Miss linebackers. That's just simply yeah. not true. Well, I think like, he was you – know, I mean, what he normally does on Twitter with his commentary is just looking for some kind of quirky joke or – No, kind of I, I get that. I, I'm not picking on him. I just – I think it's a lazy take for me, for me to hear that. It's like that's just not true. Like I, Now, yeah, he could have maybe leaned more into the middle school field trip gone wrong because that was kind of – I talked to Michael Felder asking him about the defense because he described him as a nightmare. And I was kind of, you know, Hey, like, you know, 
what, what, what do you see from them on, on tape? Like, what do you, you know, what makes them work? And he was talking just about like, they just bring so much pressure from so many different angles. Like there's just so much going on. That's what makes them so hard to defend and so hard to prepare for because they bring pressure from everywhere. Like it's not limited to just the front seven or like maybe a safety blitz here and there. Like they will, um, they will bring a ton of pressure. They will mix it up and they will mix coverages. They will trade off guys. Like he was going all into the X's and O's, but um, I think that's kind of what he was getting at with like middle school field trip gone wrong. There's just kids running no, all over I'm, the place. I'm picking but, up what you're saying. I, I just, but okay. I think you're right. Like they're not Cedric small. Johnson. So Johnson is six, three, two sixty five. Is that small for a defensive end now? I mean, it, mm-hmm. I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, KD Hill, six, one, three, 10. JJ Pagee, six, two, three, 15. Tavius Robinson, six, six, two, sixty five. Jared Ivey, six, five, two, sixty five. Austin Key, six, two, two, forty five. Corey Coleman, 6'2", 220. Troy Brown, 6'1", 220. That could be, consider, I guess, at 6'1", 220. Um, Otis Reese, 6'3", 225. MJ Daniels, 6'1", 200. I mean, Tysheem Johnson and Ladarius Tennyson are the only two small guys on the defense. And That's it. Miles Battle is 6'4", 205. Well, man, Battle, Battle didn't play last week, though, did Yeah, he? okay. Davis Nick did, 6'2", 185. No, you're right. Okay, I, my only thing would be two things. We're a little short in some positions. We're not short, though. That's not true. We, we, like, we're we're very at, short. We're it's short at nickel. Ashim, they play the same position. Ashim, we're short at Ashim, nickel. Tashim, and Tennyson are all tiny, I think. And to back that up, I think we're a little a little lean at defensive end. Like, I think that when it says that you're dropping six, uh, 265, he's probably more like 255. So, I guess we're a little lean. See, I would I'm say that y'all. he is heavier than than on the other side. Like I oh, think Cedric Johnson looks big to me. I think he looks heavier side. than than Tavius Robinson. He may not. Yeah, be. yeah, I think I think you're probably right there. But but I, okay, so like Aishim Young, 5'10", 215. I guess I give you that. AJ Finley though, six three two oh five. Like no, I know you're right there. You're you know you're right. You're right. I, I mean, I'm saying all right of our DBs, six three, six two of the starters, six feet. Like six three, so so where are we? Where where is it? I mean, I, I hear what y'all are saying. Tyshim Johnson, Ladarius Tennyson, five ten, five nine on their own good. That's what they're listed at. Marquevious mm-hmm. Brown is five ten. We're talking about these aren't the starters though. These guys are playing back up, and and, and then you've got Aishim Young who's five ten, like other and Trey Washington's five eleven. But those are all we're. I, how many of those guys start? One, two? No, you're I, right. I, I just sorry. It, it just, that just hurt me. I know he meant it complimentary, as in a way like they're undersized. But man, they get after you. But it's like no, we're really not undersized. Not only are we not we get after you, and we're good sized. Like I think it takes the... away. I mean, we're more like a a field trip for seniors in high school going wrong, not middle school. <laughs> yeah. I, it's almost kind of like the national guys get the like wool put, pulled over their eyes a little bit where it's like, well, if you don't look like Alabama or Georgia, then you're small. But they're close to looking like that. I guess yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying you know, and I agree with you. I'm not, I'm being difficult for no reason. No, yes. I mean, obviously everybody would like to look like Alabama or Georgia, but they're not that far off. I'm not talking about talent wise. 
I, I, even though that may be true too, I'm talking more like size. I no, think you're right. Alabama's roster and say, okay, well, yeah, they've got one linebacker that's 6'5", 245, that everybody wanted. I mean, everybody, every year they have that. It's probably Will Anderson this year. But but um, other than that one or two freaks, the Roland McLean type guys, it, yeah, they look good. I mean, and that's not to say, again, that there's a lot of NFL guys on there. May be, I don't know, but I'm not a scout. I, I just thought, I mean, I just think the first thing I saw, thought when Ole, Ole Miss played against Troy Week One was how big Ole Miss was, and and or appeared to be compared to years past. I mean, it was not that long ago that Marche Green was playing corner. Now that's small. Jamarcus Sanford wasn't big either. I mean, and he may have been thick, but he wasn't yeah, he was long. Short. Yes. Uh, you know, we had yeah. Mike Hilton. He's still playing for the Bengals. I mean, that was that's he's one of our best defenders ever. Like, just do a, you think that this dude, team is man. bigger or smaller than 2014? I mean, Sir Darius Bryant, uh, yeah. Keith Lewis. Like, those guys are a lot. Denzel well, Kim Dietschy. We don't have a single guy I'm on not, the defense like that. I'm not saying – Look, I have not watched a lot of Alabama football. I will go ahead and tell you guys that. I, I just don't – I don't really care to watch Alabama football run roughshod over most teams. So I don't watch a, a lot unless it's a really big game or unless they're getting beat late. And I think that Texas game, we tried to watch some of it, but, you know, it was, it was almost game day. It was kind of hit or miss. I'm just looking at their roster, and I'm just looking at the guys that are in numbers one through ten because that's what players tend to want now is numbers zero, you know, through, yeah. through, through nine. They want single digit numbers. I'm just looking at defensive backs. Uh, Kool Aid McKinstry, I've heard that name, six foot one. Uh, they got another guy, six one, another guy, six foot, another guy, five ten, another guy, six three, mind you, then six two, six oh, and six one. Those are all the guys listed between zero and nine. So it's not like this Alabama team is like, you know, full of monsters back there at six four DBs. Got a bunch of six one guys. We might be bigger than them if you, if, for if you had the you know Ashim, Tashim, and Tennyson, you only had one of them out there. We probably are bigger than them. Well, it's you know to me, I, I again I know that he's doing that as a compliment, and he legitimately probably saw the Tennyson tackle in the backfield and ran with it. He saw the right. smallest guy right. on the field make a big play tackling mm-hmm. Chris Rodriguez in the backfield and said, oh, Ole Miss is just a bunch of undersized dudes, as if we're like the little engine that could. I mean, that's just not – that. That's we've been that before, but that's mm-hmm. not what this team is. I, I act like I took offense to it. I really didn't. I just didn't understand. I just thought it was a lazy take. It's just like the national narrative, oh, oh well, they try, they play hard, but they'll figure out a way to screw it up, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So, all right. Uh, it was a weird start to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. On that note, let's really quick. Um, we are we are not delving in to the X's and O's. We're not going to talk strategy. We're not going to do any of that with Vandy. I just need a score prediction. I'm going 44-13 Ole Miss. I think it's a snoozer. Almost gets out to a big lead and just coasts. Um, Vandy had their fun in Hawaii, but they've regressed back to the Commodore mean. I don't see how they keep this one close. Would you say 44 what? 44 13. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead. If you listed the Vanderbilt quarterback to me, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I've heard that name. 
I and maybe this is not something you want to hear out of out of me, but I don't know a single player in this Vanderbilt team. I don't expect to know any after Saturday. The quarterback either. is number five. Number five. Well, that's sounds like I'm playing NCAA football again. Mike, QB number five. God, what is his name? Mike something. Anyway. That says a lot. I mean, I have no idea. I I think that on Mike White. Kind of, I mean he's not stop. he's not starting. It's uh wait they're what? gonna play the, the freshman or sophomore. Yeah. Um give me just why a second. Y'all keep talking. Why is he yeah, not yeah. starting? Well yeah, that's just, I mean I feel like that's I feel like that's the dude you start. Mike Wright. Excuse Mike me, Wright. I said White. Right. Yeah, Mike White was um, a quarterback at Louisiana Tech a few years ago. Mike Wright. Also, so, a, I, uh, also a big guy in the movie industry. Shout out uh, School I, of Rock. AJ Swan is probably who's going to start. I mean, it does, it doesn't matter. No. I've never heard of this guy in my life. I I, I do think Ole Miss is going to kind of come out a little sluggish because yeah, last agree. week was a big week. And I mean, say what you want about Auburn, it's not a very good football team, but Almost got a big three-game stretch coming up, of which one's at home and the last two are on the road. And, and really, know that. the remainder of the season. Well, yeah, this... we've got a bye between Bama. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. We, yeah. We've got, See... like, it, it, if we're nine and zero, like like lives are changing. You know what I mean for the players on the team. Like it's a whole no. different ball game. Now I'll say this to just devil's advocate and for podcast circumstances here, I'm going to say the opposite, Nick, because. I think that this week of practice and leading up to the game, Kiffin is going to emphasize this stretch. And it's like, hey, we need to get off on, you know, hey, big win last week, you know, huge crowd, national television, beat the, you know, number one overall pick or whatever people are saying about Will Levis. But we got to get out here and handle business on the road and get this whole stretch kicked off on the right foot. We can't get out there and have a Tulsa type game where, it's late. We're only up eight. Like I feel like he's gonna just beat that all week long. Um, but I also think it's not gonna really matter because it's they're just better. Oh yeah, I don't I don't think like our sluggish is still gonna be them scoring 10, 13 fewer points, 13 or fewer yeah. points. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be close late because their offense is keeping them in it like Tulsa. I just, I just think we're just kind of slow out of the gate because it is hard sure. to get a group of eighteen to twenty-two year olds up every week. So I will say something like, like thirty-four to ten. You know, okay. we're almost just kind of cruising. Still a cover. Oh yeah, yeah. What's the line cover, right now? Nineteen and a half. Oh, went up. Uh, let's check this. Ole Miss is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's down to seventeen and a half. 17 and a half. I'll I'll lock that in. Can y'all give me two locks on this game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you can take three locks if yeah. you find I'll them. Take, I, I'll lock Ole Miss in to cover. I got, I get I'm going to lock in the, the under. What is the total? The over-under is? 62. Um, yeah, it is 61 or six, 61 and a half or 62. Yeah, I'm going to take under 62 and Ole Miss minus 17 if you can get it for 17 and a half, whatever. That's an important hook, but Ole Miss is on the roll and I'll just keep losing, picking them to cover if that's what it, if that's what it takes. So, but I'm yeah. going to ride the under streak and continue. I mean, they're, they're comfortably under every game. 
Like it's not even been that. What was the total in Kentucky? Fifty four, and the final was a forty one point total. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. They're like ten to thirteen points under every single time, or more. Listen, this is my thought about Vandy, and I know we weren't going to talk X and O's, and I'm not. Do y'all think they're any better than Georgia Tech? Y- yes, mm. I mean Georgia Tech just went on the road and beat Pitt. Would Vandy? Okay, they were the better than Georgia Pitt? Tech at the time. That Georgia Tech team was not playing for. No, I'm not saying that the game's going to have the same outcome. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, are they any better than Georgia Tech? I'm, just, I'm saying, uh, yeah, a Georgia Tech under Jeff Collins, yes, they're a lot better. They're not now like the current Georgia Tech team. So, so firing Jeff Collins changed Georgia Tech that much? I'm just speaking <laughs> I mean, from like I, a talent perspective. No, no, no. I just think the players just had just completely mailed it in, and maybe the the game against Pitt was a win one for the Gipper type with the you know the interim, but. They just did not care to play for Jeff Collins at all. I don't. I, mean, I don't think we're forty mm-hmm. something points better than Georgia Tech on a normal. Basis. No, I don't. I don't think that we. I, that's a, that was a perfect storm game. We blocked a punt. Everything went right. You know, we played well. Oh, they we they also, got buried in a hole early and quit. Yeah, that's right. And and Ole Miss is like playing a service academy team, and that like it gets very painful very quickly <laughs> yeah. because all we do is run the football and stuff the run. So it's like. Like, you can't really do anything. Um, yeah. Um, so, I'm looking at Vanderbilt. I mean, they lost to Alabama 55-3. to That's an under. Where Where's 62.5 points coming from? I don't That's know. That's what I was going to ask. Why is it so high? I think the game – I mean, I'm going to pick his cover, but I think it's like 30-17. to 17. Like, I think we sleepwalk big time. 30-17, so something like that. And – they played um, Wake Forest to 45-25, which is 70. I get that's over 62, but Wake Forest has, like, an up-tempo, high-powered, good receivers, good quarterback. Like they Worse defense than us. I mean, yeah, they, we and they, they move. We, do, we don't do that. And that was only 70. It wasn't like it was in the, in the 90s or something. I just mm-hmm. don't see this game being played. In the, I, think, I feel like Vanderbilt's got to get to, what, 24 for this game to get not gonna over? Happen. Not going to happen. I don't think it's not going to happen. And, and if they do, I bet we win. Like It's like the Tulsa game, and and it still doesn't go over. It's like 34-24. Right. Um, so I'm picking this cover even though I don't <laughs> – my prediction's like a 15 to 13 to 15-point win or sleep. Between that, and I really don't know. I'm all over the place. It could be 30 to 10. It could be 30 to 17. Um, I don't. I think we sleepwalk big time. I, I'm, I agree with that. Um, and we may sleepwalk into a 35-to-3 win. I mean, just depending on how good or bad Vandy is. I just don't expect us to come out and play inspired football at all. Although, right. do you all think that we play better? On, I, I'm going to say this with the caveat that we've won 13 straight home games. Ole Miss seems to play better on the road under Kiffin than we do at home. Like, get, at least give more effort. But, like, is Vanderbilt a road game? You know, like, I, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, Troy, I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, it is. It is First Bank Stadium now. Oh, I hate that. I, I forgot they changed from Vanderbilt State. I, I didn't know that until like Tuesday. Um, here are some couple nuggets that these are betting trends. Um, according to ESPN, and I think it's hilarious because I don't think any of these will apply on Saturday because I think Ole Miss rolls. Um, this one does since the start of last season, Vandy is one and four against the spread against ranked opponents. I think they'll be one and five after Saturday. 
Um, this one's interesting and lines up perfectly with what we've been saying. Ole Miss has played a total of nine conference games since the start of last season with one going over the total, which was, mm. I believe, the Arkansas game. It has to be. Um, yeah, yeah, it was 103. So the other eight have gone under. Um, Vandy is 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games following a loss. I don't think that's going to matter. Um, on the other side, Vandy has seen four of their five games this season go over the total and just one go under. That ties in with Arkansas for the most games to go over in the SEC this year. I I say this, even, well, I don't know. I mean, if it's like 59 to 24, whatever, but if if it's not that and it goes over, I feel like you're, you're kind of worried if you're an Ole Miss fan. Like, I don't think Ole Miss will lose, but it's like, man, what, what is the defense doing? Because it's like one thing to sleepwalk against a non-con opponent. And I know it's Vandy, but like it's a conference opponent. And you you would prefer that the team be laser focused and handle their business and win, you know, 45 to 10 or something. But um yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I do I, don't I do disagree agree with, with you, y'all. but we went 10 and 2 last year and beat them 31 to 17. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, like, I don't disagree with like Hey, it's Vandy. They're on the road. They'll probably come out and sleepwalk. And, you know, maybe it's 17 7 after the first quarter. And people are like, well, you know, what's going on? Um, and then, yeah, they score a bunch and blow them out in the second quarter. And then it's over. And then they just put it in cruise control. Um, and if I, I remember correctly, Vandy was like going in to score. And we were up 31 to 17 as the game ended. I could be yeah. wrong, but I feel like they were driving late. I just feel remember feeling really bad after that game. But Vanderbilt plays Ole Miss hard. I, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, Zach. Like if Ole Miss gives up a ton of points to Vandy, I guess you could be concerned. But I like our defense as as indicated at the beginning of the show. I don't. I think as long as you come out of Nashville with a win, I'm not really worried about it. I mean, that's frankly. what I was going to say. At this point, these types of games, it's win, stay healthy, no- and. I say win and no one get hurt. Anything else before before we move on? I mean, we spent a lot of time on this. I don't think we need to. No, um, that's more than we more than it deserves. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into locks. Um, you got it pulled up, so I'm just going to ask you, Nick. I've already got two in. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and lock of the century of the week is Uh-oh. starting off at eleven o'clock. Uh-oh. Is your Zach, your Tennessee Volunteers, they're going into Baton Rouge, oh, minus man. three. I'm seeing minus two and a half in some places, but, I, I mean, it, I, I, I take that back. It's juiced to, two, it's juiced to two and a half. So, let's take minus three. It doesn't matter. This is an LSU team that won last week. It, it's happened twice, I think, since 2012. A team's gone on the road, had fewer than 100 passing yards, and won an SEC road game. Uh, Jay Daniels is terrible passing the ball. And you're going to have to pass the ball against Tennessee, which, you know, I, I guess Florida kind of showed that anyone can do, but I don't think mm-hmm. LSU's going to be able to do it. It's 11 a.m. Place is going to be sleepy. I think Tennessee is on a mission. They they understand that things get very difficult very quickly for them. They've got Alabama. They've got Georgia coming up soon. So they've got to uh, kind of keep, you know, keep things on track here. They're going to blow LSU out. 
I don't think it's a very good LSU team. I mean, we saw it uh, with how badly they played last week against Auburn and, and still won, mind you. But yeah, I, it's, it's a three-point spread, and I would take this up to seven. I'm sh- I'm shocked that it's this low. Why? Uh, you know, I, I would take it up to ten. It's not yeah. even Dude, a night game, so what's the deal? I like, I like Tennessee. I mean, we, we have all year, and Hendon Hooker is factually good. I, yeah. I mean, he he's – Gonna have the numbers to be competing for New York by the end of the year if he keeps this pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they light people's world on fire. Uh, this is and they're going to destroy LSU. He he doesn't make mistakes this year. He's eight touchdowns, zero interceptions, two in every game. I just like and his completion percentage is always super high. And perhaps it's a scheme thing. I'm not. I don't think that Hendon Hooker's like an NFL, you know, all pro guy or something, but. Maybe it's a scheme thing, but I mean, last week he was, you know, or two weeks ago, I guess, against Florida, he was twenty-two of twenty-eight for three forty-nine, seventy-nine percent completion percentage. That's just—it's just every single week his QBR. What did he have? Like thirty touchdowns and three picks last year. Thirty and three. That's the, this year he's eight and zero in four games that they had the bye last week, and that's, that's two. Incredible. I mean, they played Florida and they played Pitt. It's not like they played, you know, UT Chattanooga four times. Yeah, I just—I I, don't—I don't know what I'm seeing. I don't know what people are seeing out of LSU to think, you know, you're kind of losing a point from it being an 11 a.m. game, and it's still just a three-point spread. Yeah, maybe that line stinks, but I'm 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 high on it. Sucker bet, I guess. I guess seems seems too good to be true. There's one born every day, I guess. I, I mean, that that's a good pick. That was on my list. Um, all right, what do you what can you give me with Rutgers Friday oh, night? Gosh. Oh, this, is, this is not how you climb out of three and 13. Three, <laughs> but, but go ahead. They're getting three points. The okay. Scarlet Knights. And they're playing on a Friday night. Nebraska. That's right. Oh, yeah. man. Classic Big Ten matchup. No, this is maybe this is maybe this is how you get out of three and 13. Give me Rutgers plus three. Um, long travel, short week for Nebraska. Shiano and Rutgers can get spunky from time to time. Piscataway, weird place to play on a Friday night. Yeah, give me, give me, uh, give me Rutgers. Uh, all right, do we have any? Uh, we have a pick for Austin here. Yeah, let me. Uh, let's go back. He was actually going to pick Nebraska minus three as a lock. Oh, we could see. I also won an Ole Miss under under sixty two. Yeah, well, Zach just picked Rutgers plus three, didn't he? Why don't you just give Austin <laughs> Nebraska minus three, and then we can we can uh, at least get guarantee ourselves one win. Yeah, okay. might as well. Well, why don't we go ahead and give him Nebraska? I think he's looking. Uh, excuse me, Wisconsin minus ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're playing at Northwestern. I don't have a ton to say on this game other than I don't know anything about Northwestern other than they beat Nebraska earlier in the year, and Wisconsin is they've just fired their coach, and I think it's a good pick now Now that I'm looking at it because they've just fired their coach, and they're going to be playing for the interim, who is kind of the leading candidate to get the job. Apparently, he's really he's, well liked up there. He's one of theirs, too. Yeah, so this is a perfect – and, I mean, Northwestern is not very good. so They're so not, but you know what's weird about Northwestern is they play every game within 10 points. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the concern. Wisconsin's favored by 10, but – Northwestern got beat by Penn State by 10. Of course, it was a monsoon. And then, 
Northwestern lost by eight to Duke, who I picked under on the, as a lot earlier this year, and they've already busted the three. They got beat by Southern Illinois and Miami of Ohio. How bad must they be? I mean, truly, that's re- this is a huge indictment on Nebraska. Um, because Southern Illinois, I didn't realize that. That's awesome. yeah. Mm. What are they? The Salukis? Yeah, that's FCS program. Yes, lost to them. Um, yeah, it's like the school that they paid to come play them. They lost. Oh, and they also paid Miami Ohio last week, and they lost 17-14. That team exactly. just can't score. Flat can't score, and what do they do against Nebraska? They put up 31 points. It's incredible to me that the Big Ten alumni bases will just allow their coaches to not score points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it is, it's fascinating. Truly. Um, do y'all want to keep y'all, – y'all go another round since I've already got two picks in. I don't want to take one tr- um, from y'all unless unless y'all don't know what you want. All right, I'm back. I had to go grab a beverage. Um, Zach, I've got I, one if you don't. No, I do. I'm going to stay on Friday night. Um, what's Jeez. Memphis uh, Memphis looking like? Memphis, uh, Houston. We'll give you the Memphis Tigers – at I can get you two and a half or three, depending on which side you want. Uh, I, Memphis I want, is laying on me. They're the, they're the yeah, favorite. yeah yeah yeah. Give me two and a half then. I like um because it's at the Liberty Hole, right? Yep, that's right. It's no longer called the Liberty Bowl, though, is it? Um, they they sold out too. Yeah. Let's, now it is still. I like think it's a, Liberty Bowl Memorial it, it's Stadium. Simmons Bank. It's Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Oh, okay. that's awful. ESPN still listed as Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium. I mean, it's on the National Register, I believe. So, like, of course, it'll always be the Liberty Bowl for for everybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, we talked about this last week. I know Austin was was really going in on it, and I agree with him about Houston and Dana Holgerson, like. They're just not good, and, like, they have kind of, like, taken on the the mentality of their head coach, and it's just, like, no structure, just all over the place, like, just disheveled, like, his hairline. Like, it's just a – it's not your your Kevin Sumlin Cougs with um, what's-his-face playing quarterback and Case Keenum and, like, spinning it all over the place and shocking the world. Like, that – those days are long gone. They're a bad team. They lost in overtime to Tulane. Um, and that was a Friday game too, correct? That's right. Okay, so back-to-back Fridays. But, again, I I think Memphis is fine. The Hennigan kid is actually having a decent year. He's already thrown for 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns, only one pick. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look, it's a basketball town, but Friday night game, like, Liberty Bowl can get kind of low key rowdy a little bit. They'll the fans will show up and they'll they'll cheer for them. I mean, Memphis is quietly four and one and two and zero oh in the American, um, so they're gonna they're gonna at least have a shot. Um, I'm not saying they're gonna win the conference, but I, I just like this spot here for Memphis, and I, I just basically I just don't think Houston's very good. Yeah, no, that's a good pick, Houston. Yeah, I, I like was, that pick too. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick. All what right. you got? I've got. Uh, I'm sticking at 11 a.m. I'm sticking with teams 
with the letters UT and their colors are orange. However, I'm on the other side this time. Texas and Oklahoma from Cotton Bowl Stadium. Oklahoma's getting seven points, and I get it. What Oklahoma did last week against CCU was flat awful, and I think that there was some issues in that program when Lincoln Riley left, and I think they're kind of coming to the head at, at this point. But I just don't see them losing my seven points to Texas this week. Texas has got to What's, prove it to me that they are. Uh, it's an overcorrection. Yeah, what? that's a, that's exactly what I think it is. I mean, seven <sighs> points based on the talent of these two programs is too much, and I just think that game's kind of always, you know, fluky um, wonky up there. So give me uh, Oklahoma plus seven. What's uh, Dylan Gabriel's status? Uh, I, I, is he expected to play? Question. Yeah, last I heard. Does that could change things? Yeah, it says they may use quarterback roulette, but I mean, I, I'm not sure. I, they've kind of come out and said either way. Because I, I, when they brought in the backup last week, I'd never heard of that dude. And no, I mean, I haven't. I mean, Oklahoma I, recruits quarterbacks pretty well, and I know it's different staff now, but still, like that guy was on the roster when Lincoln Riley was there, but. I don't know. I don't hate the pick. I just wouldn't touch that game just because it's always weird. Um, man, this could be like a crockpot game for Sark where they just give the ball to Bijan Robinson 40 times. Um, is Quinn Ewers going to play? Yeah, I, I do think he's going to play. I still need to see that that, that their offense can put up points. That's fair. Damn. Now, they did score 38 last week against West Virginia. Obviously, they lost to Texas Tech in overtime. Um, but, yeah. yeah. All right. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com slash TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock 
or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. So you're you're taking Oklahoma to cover, right? Yeah, yeah. I just, okay. uh, I mean, that, this game's always tight. I just think getting seven points is a little bit, a little bit of an overcorrection of what they did last week against TCU. And I mean, I, every game is in a vacuum. We, we just, just on Thursday, on Wednesday night, we watched what SMU did against UCF. UCF mm-hmm. team, I don't think is very good. SMU looked pitiful, and they hung with that TCU team who who whipped up on Oklahoma. So I mean, if you're chasing in circles, you know what they did the week before, you can go all, you know, you can go forever about that. I just don't think that Oklahoma is as bad as what they did that they showed last week against TCU. All right, so you got two, I got two, Ben's got two. Let's get Austin another one here. Um, let's go to Raleigh. I believe it's in Raleigh. I think that's right. Um, and that's yep. Carter Finley Stadium, Florida State. Uh, there, number fourteen, NC State hosting. Let's uh, let's get Mr. Gray, the Wolfpack, <clears throat> minus three. I love that. I uh, still think that um, FSU are a bunch of frauds, and uh, I, uh, I align here with Austin. I, I like this pick. At what happened? I mean, Florida State last week dropping that game and. I don't feel like NC State's bad. I kind of am surprised the line is this low. I mean, they're pretty much saying on a neutral field that these teams are a pick them. I mean, uh, darn near at least. NC State hung with Clemson. And I and, I know we, we talked about it earlier this week with how high Clemson's ranked. And I was like, do y'all really think they're that good? And, you know, y'all were like, well, somebody's got to be ranked there. And, you know, I get it. But I don't, I mean, this isn't your. Trevor Lawrence Clemson team, but NC State was hanging around there and they only lost by 10. Maybe they weren't ever in contention to win it, but they didn't get blown out or anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think FSU caught a lot of buzz beating an LSU team that, as we know now, is not good. And then they beat a bad Louisville team, which they only beat them by four. And then they whipped up on BC. Then you turn around and lose to Wake. Um, so yeah, I, I like this pick. I, I looked at it actually, so um, I'm glad somebody's getting it. All right, Ben, hit us. Give give Austin a pick. He just got one. Oh my bad. All right. Well, sheesh. Um, I'm I'm down between two. If y'all have got another more, so all right, I, I got one. Good. All right, I'm gonna do it before Ben does because we know he loves them. I'm locking in Mississippi State. What can you get? Oh, it was it seven or eight? Looking at, yeah, no, it's uh, it's up to it's up to nine and a half. Doesn't matter. All right, nine and a half. Nine. Yeah, yeah it's a nine. lot. Yeah, so yeah, it shouldn't matter. It's it's at home, eleven o'clock. I don't think KJ Jefferson's playing. Arkansas has really disappointed this year. I I, I know they've had some injuries. Um. I don't think enough people are talking about losing Catalan in the secondary. He was their leader back there, and he's a stud, and he's gone for the year. Um, uh, Rocket Sanders has had some moments, but he really hasn't done a lot at running back. Um, and then KJ Jefferson being hurt. I mean, he he makes their offense go with his dual threat abilities. 
and the defense, they, they just haven't really done much. I, I, you know, I, again, Catalan's gone, so that hurts them, but like they were really good a year ago and Barry Odom is trying to piece it together week by week, but I don't know, man, this is kind of one of those with Mike Leach, like it's, when there's something that's when there's a game that is that is up for grabs and or potentially, you know, Mississippi States to take control of and win with the way his offense operates in the air raid and how Will Rogers is is, you know, probably one of his better quarterbacks he's had in that system. They're going to they're going to just absolutely just pick you to death. And it's just going to be death by a thousand paper cuts. And I just think Arkansas is just, you know, back-to-back weeks of, you know, lose the tough one A&M, and then you get whipped by Alabama at home. And, I I mean, I just think that this is – it's almost like um, you talk about playing somebody that can really run the football and be physical and just wear you down. Having to play against an air raid team when you're struggling defensively, when you're just chasing around these dudes – and they're just dumping them off for, you know, little three-yard routes and then running after the catch, that's just hard. Um, and then I actually think mm-hmm. that State's got a couple guys that can go stretch the field and and go snag it. Ra-Ra Thomas, I really like him. I think he's a really good receiver. Um, and then, uh, oh, what's the other guy's name? They got another receiver that I like. I don't know. I'm sure if you search Twitter for, like, Jonathan Mingo, there's, like, a thousand <laughs> Mississippi State people who have, Compared that receiver to him, so you um, think probably AJ Brown, yeah. God, what's uh, Rufus Harvey, I think that's his name. Sounds right. Um, anyway, Your guess is as good as mine. They yep. they got the they got the guys that can you know the the kid from Ocean Springs, the Austin Williams kid. That's a possession guy. He's like a Dollar General Corey Peterson. Um, but then yeah, like oh Caleb Ducking is his name. Caleb Ducking, he's a good receiver. Him and and Ra Ra can can go deep and and really stretch the field. So they they've got a they've got a nice mix now of some possession guys, but then they can go get it. And Dylan Johnson had some success running the football last week against uh, now an all you know not a great A and M team, but and fourteen carries is a lot for a Mike Leach offense. All that long winded. I think Mississippi State handles them running away. Yeah, I was I was gonna be my pick if you didn't take it. Ben, you got one? Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm gonna I'm gonna take um what what can you get me in Army Wake Forest? Oh gosh, man. Are you sure this is what you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can get you I like to live either down. sixteen <laughs> this is anything but dangerous. Any uh sixteen and a half or seventeen, depending on where you put uh, that's too that's too much. Sorry. I was thinking it'd be fifteen and a half. I was gonna take uh wake to cover. I don't I don't want it at at seventeen. Um all right. Uh another one then. Let's let's move to what can you give me in Auburn, Georgia? Oh Auburn, Georgia. I, I honestly guys had forgotten this game was this week, which says a ton about <laughs> Auburn. Yeah, uh, it does. It's the oldest rivalry in the South. Come on. Yeah, so I'm going, to, I'm going to lay these. Um, Hell yeah. All yeah. 29 and a half of them. Um, That's insane. Go ahead. 
It is. It is. Go the, off, go off, this Keith. game has not had this big of a a win since uh, or uh, differential and point or point differential, excuse me, um, in the outcome since guess which year? You talking about the outcome or the spread? Uh, yeah, the actual outcome, not the spread. Oh gosh, uh, give me well, like when like Stafford was there. No, no, Auburn was really good and very, very recently. Oh, I'll say uh, very like twenty four. 2012. 2012. 2012. 2012, because yeah. that was the team that lost to Ole Miss. And that, that was broke the also a year where Coach got fired. Gene yeah. Chizik got fired that year. That was a year where Auburn won two or three games. Very very similar or could be similar to this season's outcome. Uh, changing coaches. Now, I'm not saying Auburn's going to win two or three games. I don't even know what their record is right now. Um, but um, Georgia won that game 38 to nothing. Mm. And that Georgia team is not this Georgia team. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to lay them. This is a year where Auburn is firing their coach. And honestly, per that message board genius's Twitter, that's actually not a terrible prediction that they're going to hire John, John Hartwell. And if they hire John Hartwell, they're going to hire he freeze. Please do it. Yeah. And, and so, and that is a fit at Auburn. Be my guest. And, Please um, do it. Now, honestly, honestly, if Freeze goes to Auburn, the SEC West has like the most, the best fitting coaches at each school that maybe it's ever had, other than Brian Kelly at LSU. That like really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. My family, exactly. But every other coach very much so fits their school. So, um, um, I think that I think Georgia covers this. Um, Auburn is going to quit. And uh, they might. Fire know, the one thing that scares me is like thirty-one to three doesn't cover, but <laughs> but Auburn doesn't have the horses this year. It's it's a this is going to get sideways quickly, and I think that <clears throat> I think Georgia wins like forty-nine to seven. Here's some uh, some juxtaposition here with the trends. Georgia is zero and five against the spread in their last five games as a home favorite, but since twenty fourteen. Georgia is eight and one against the spread against Auburn. Oh gosh, yeah, that's that's pretty staggering. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, I like the pick. I mean, I think Auburn's bad. Tank Bigsby can't do it. I mean, he's a hell of a running back, but they're just they can't block anybody. There's no threat of the pass. Like, no, I know you can't really do the transitive property thing. But Auburn is no worse than Oregon. I mean, or no better than Oregon. No, no, no. And Georgia's being to sleep. Right. Speaking on Tank Bigsby, this is a this is a total aside. If you, if you guys are oh, granted, uh, I was talking. Uh, I'm not sure with who after the Ole Miss game against Kentucky, and I said that Ole Miss has maybe two of the top. And then I, I thought for a second, and I said maybe two of the top four. Maybe maybe five running backs in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Would y'all agree with that? I was going through and I was like, Ocane at, at AM, very fast, as everyone knows. If, if you didn't, just listen to the broadcast for two seconds and they'll talk about, you know, how fast he is in 100 meters. He's a very good running back. I don't think Emory and LSU is the guy. I don't think Alabama has a stud running back like they've had in the past. It's Gibbs, I believe. Um, but I don't think he's. You know, I don't think he's as good as Evans or or Judkins. I don't think MSU's got one. I don't think Arkansas's got a great running back. Missouri, uh, Rodriguez of Kentucky, I think is very good. 
Um, I don't even know who Georgia's like ace, you know, running back is. Uh, I certainly don't think Florida's got one or Tennessee. I mean, in, is it Rodriguez and then and, and Bigsby? Is it Rodriguez, Akane, Bigsby, and then our two guys in the top five? Is somebody I'm missing? I'm yeah. looking. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you have to put Judkins number one right now. He's, like he's looking at the stuck. numbers, somehow Rocket Sanders has run for more yards than anyone. And he's with Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. That's he's right. run that's right. He's run for six oh nine. Judkins is five thirty-five. Uh A chain four sixty-six. Ray Davis at Vandy, which sounds like a created player, like a generic created player on NCAA football. He's running for four oh two. Then Zach Evans is at three eighty nine. So almost has two of the top five rushers in the league. Okay, so so I, I think we could we could we could add in Arkansas's guy and say comf- confidently that Ole Miss has two of the top six backs. Like if you were doing a draft, yeah. Ole Miss's guys would go definitively in, in the top six. I think you That's you it. would have to put because they're splitting time. I mean, I'm gonna sound like a huge homer. I, I just don't know how you don't put Judkins one. He averages oh. like seven yards a carry. Oh, he's unbelievable. He makes a guy miss on every single touch. I, I and just, then he's I, strong enough that he outruns them too. Like, or, like or runs them over. We, yeah, I feel like he's what we wanted Henry Parrish to be. Like, he's got that elusiveness, but he's so much stronger than a guy like Henry Parrish. I mean, so hilarious is, that Kevin Smith thought he was taking like somebody who's going to impact us when he went to Miami and took Henry Parrish with him. I mean, and, good luck to Henry Parrish uh, and Kevin Smith, but like, get real, dude. Right, right. The Judkins is yeah. just—he's unbelievable, and and I and I like Evans. Y'all know. Oh, I like Evans too. I, I'm I'm still a Zach Evans guy. Like I, I just like I think he gets. I mean, he eats up seven and eight yards of pop too. Like it's not like I mean, it's, he's it's a bad honestly player. it's honestly great because they're oh, yeah. keeping him fresh for the oh for yeah the big they're big both fresh. Coming. That's exactly right. Yes, which I, I think is the only way it works because I think Evans is. I mean, I've said this. He's injury prone. He he hasn't played a full season yet. That's the only way it's going to work. He, I hope it. I hope that it doesn't and affect he, Evans. He kind of does it to himself because he yeah. runs like someone who's bigger than he is. Yeah, like I mean, and he's not small, but I mean, like he seeks out contact and is trying to physically hurt you when he runs. And I think that that can get him a little more banged up than he should be. Like he's yeah, a, he's, he's shifty like he's enough to avoid people. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He yes. he's, he runs like he's Derrick Henry. And I think I think that's the thing with Judkins is like he he knows he can run you over, but he he'd rather not. He'd rather go around you, and he and he's already. I mean, you can watch him. I sit in the end zone a lot of times. He's already anticipating where that first guy's going, and he's so good at making sure that first guy doesn't get, you know, doesn't make a missed tackle with two hands. He makes a missed tackle with one arm, so it doesn't really slow him down either. He's just so good. Yeah. All right, and that he was. was, that was not- freshman in the game last week that would be one barry and brown Ooh. yeah that's true that guy's well, you I really think a wide receiver draft i think he's the best player in the conference player well they they Ooh. threw the ball to him twice both times behind the line of scrimmage went for 92 yards better than the reigning Heisman trophy winner huh i i would take all right, if you if I had to add if you could let me add one player to the Ole Miss roster from anybody else in the SEC, I would it would be Barry and Brown. Oh yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. 
what he would do for the receiving core, the the return game. I mean, I mean, oh he, gosh, he would be a Ardarius Stewart type guy for Kiffin. Yeah, where like when he had Ardarius Stewart, Alabama, and they would just throw him the ball and get it to him any kind of way they could, like an Amari Cooper, where it's like we're, you're getting 15 touches. Um, I mean, that he had two touches last incredible. week is an absurdity. He is incredible. I promise you, he he would he's going to be a high high first round pick. Like he will not play all of his college football at Kentucky. You can no chance. Mark that down. No chance. He he's got my, no chance. My question for y'all is: unless they just can't pony up, why not? Are they not ponying up? Oh, th- maybe uh, they I mean, maybe they do, but he's the rumor be is to- that they promised money they haven't delivered yet. That that's a rumor. They, they need to they need to get the, the Brinks truck backed up and and find some money. The problem I, is like whatever they offer, there are going to be places unless unless he just wants to stay there because right. he likes Lexington or the culture of basketball. Everybody would offer whatever they're going to be willing to pay him. I mean, literally yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah I, well, and also too, I mean, Seuss's offense. Y'all watched it last week. It's the you know, hurry up and slow down offense. Like they just sprint up to the line of scrimmage and then Levis, you know, sits under center and waits, you know, from 16 seconds on the clock to two seconds. They're, I don't think they're ever going to change that. I think you see the graphic? they're going to be running team. Slowest, slowest team. team in the country. Yeah. 37 yeah, they, and a half seconds it's per funny. play. It's funny yeah. how, how slow they are, but then the one time they needed to go slow, <laughs> they didn't go slow. And they got a penalty. Um, yeah, it's, they, they they every single time they just run up there and sit. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, honestly we were talking about Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. I kind of think that's what we're going to do a little bit against Vanderbilt. Why it's going to go under? I don't think we're going to be in any hurry to get to the line of scrimmage at, later in the game it, on Saturday. I was going to say it, <clears throat> they'll get as quick to 21, 28 points as they can, and then just sit on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's get All Austin's right. – uh, real quick, I'm going to get Austin's last lock-in. San Jose State minus seven on Friday against UNLV. Um, I mean, come on. They're playing at KefQ Stadium. And by KefQ, I mean CEFCU Stadium. I don't even know what that stands for, but I'm calling it KefQ. Um, yeah, he likes them. That's the nightcap on Friday. Go, uh, go Spartans, minus seven. <laughs> San Jose State must be pretty good because I, I I thought we decided that UNLV was decent, so they must be pretty good. San Jose um, right. State is three and one. And what did UNLV do last week? You see that UNLV is four and one. And yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised beat New Mexico about that. by eleven. Oh uh, well, that's that's not a great number. <laughs> I guess. San Jose that's State they, just beat Wyoming. They hung in there with Cal. They beat the crap out of North Texas and hung with Auburn. Hey, more, more power to them. Yeah. All right. All right. We got one more. Yeah, I'm going back to the Big Ten. Take you know, us home. I picked the Rutgers game. I've got a play on Ohio State, and the number has gotten too large, though. The spread has gotten up to 27 and a half, and I, I mean they're probably going to win by four touchdowns, but that's just a huge number. I'm going under 65 because I don't think that Michigan State can score many points at all. Last week they're against bad. Maryland, they lost. 27-13. The previous week against Minnesota, they lost 34-7. Now, I suppose they could give up 65 points to Ohio State, but it's at home. 
and I don't really necessarily think that Ronde has a reason to score, you know, 56 points or more. And mm-hmm. I don't think Michigan State's going to score many points at all. I just think Ohio State has, has no real reason to, to run the score up. Um, they've got some tougher games coming up. They go to Iowa, then they get Penn State the, the, the following week. Under 65 and a half, I think this game is going to be like, you know, 45 to seven, something like that. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State will just, you know, they'll they'll turn on the afterburners early. But, you know, 65 points is a lot of points when you think it's going to be a beatdown. Yeah, another uh, another one that, that Austin liked, uh, TCU minus seven. Um, they are playing. Who are they playing? Oh, playing Kansas. Um, I think yeah, you like I, TCU. Yeah, I, I almost picked Kansas. Yeah, I was gonna say personally, I'm still leaning, and maybe it's just wishful thinking to uh, cheer on America's team to continue to stay undefeated. Um, hey, it's at the booth. That place has been rocking Game for two weeks. There. Game day, like this is a legitimate shot to make history. I don't know when's the last time Kansas was six and zero. Do we have that stat somewhere? Um, uh, the year they they were ranked number two, right? Oh, Todd Reesing. Oh, yeah, okay. The I, I don't know if you guys era. noticed. Uh, that's right. That's right. Oh seven. I don't know if y- y'all noticed or not, but because the SEC scheduled the um night game you know they had a doubleheader this week so so texas a&m and alabama yeah. is the night game this week that everyone sprinted uh, everyone being network sprinted away from the night kick all the good games are in the morning arkansas msu is in the morning tennessee Dude, LSU. The 11 o'clock slate is awesome it's loaded this week because and the 230 one's good too but there's nothing at night because like i said they're trying to get away from you know the Texas A&M Alabama game, which I guess everyone thought might be decent, it's not going to be. Yeah, but I mean, I don't I mean, even want to talk about it. It's Bama minus twenty four. You could you could argue that maybe FSU NC State's decent. Um, I tell you what, I'm doing this really week. It. I'm going to tease Tennessee to plus seven. Yeah, Alabama to minus fourteen. Ole Miss to minus seven. Um, those are my three locks and probably state to like minus two and a half and mm-hmm. and go a a uh, or whatever it'd probably be plus one and a half be a, be a pick them yeah be a 10 yeah and and run, run with that I mean I you can't tell me that Alabama is not gonna win by like as much as they want I, I don't care mm-hmm. who plays quarterback and then would you uh, would you take a teaser if it involved? Auburn up to 39. Teasing Auburn plus 39? Yeah. No. <laughs> because oh, I think it's at, at that point, I mean, like, I would bet it straight up Georgia minus 30 or Auburn plus 30. Because, like, I think once you get to that point, you're just losing, you know, juice or whatever. Right. To add 10. I mean, I would tease it down to Georgia minus 20 before I, or 19. Before I would tease it to Auburn plus twenty nine or thirty nine, they they've got to fire her. I mean, they're, they're firing Harson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling this, you, the I speculation think... is that they're waiting for them to get the doors blown off against Georgia, and then they're canning him just because it'll be yeah. just that much more. Do they have like, an athletic right. director right now? 
No. Uh, who's firing him? Do they have an interim? Oh, they, I'm sure they have an interim. Someone who's Alan Green's out. Day. I don't know. I don't know that it matters. I mean, is the Yellowwood those... guy the interim? Yeah, sociology professor can fire him. That's how bad. Or, they're or Tim this Cook. Week. Yeah, yeah, Tim Apple. That's right. Um. Okay. Hey, I, looks like a bunch of winners to me. But I've said that. Every what I would again. do is I would let him coach the remainder of the year. Get my athlete, the new athletic director, in there. And let him conduct a coaching search or her conduct a coaching search to uh, find the next football coach rather than. Yeah, I you know, mean, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I lean. The firings are wild to me. Yeah, because like, I lean thinking that that's dumb and unnecessary. All you do is allow an interim to get momentum, yeah. slip up and beat Alabama. Exactly. And now you've got. A whole group of fans who want to just hire the interim. See Matt Luke, 2017. Yeah. Well, that's what Wisconsin is hoping to... for. Well, true. I don't want him to fire Harson going into the Ole Miss game, though. I don't want any part of a new coach yeah. rallying in the there and, and Michael. yeah, exactly. and Mike having the, these guys. You know, we're playing at 11 a.m. Their hype, obviously, the Ole Miss players. I, I mean, say what you want, they don't want to play at 11 a.m. again. And I don't want some some you know new coach that I don't know the name of at Arkansas at, at Auburn firing these guys up to come in there and you know try and win one for them. I don't. Please keep Harson at least through October sixteenth. Who? Let's see who would be their interim coach. It's probably like Kevin Steele or I. You know who's their defensive we've, we've coordinator? No. Defensive coordinator is Jeff. Schmetting, no idea who that is. Um, I mean, maybe it would be like Jimmy Brumball, the D line coach, or Will Friend, the O line coach. Those two guys have been around the SEC for a long time. Um, I think I think there's two Arnell outcomes. Auburn make Cadillac the interim. They go. Mm-hmm. They hire Hartwell. They do the message. I mean, because I think it's ironic that 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 Twitter account was kind of making fun of that. And it's like, mm, that didn't sound that weird to me. And um, now, but, or they, uh, they get Kevin's, they want Kevin Steele to be the head coach. It's one of the two. I think it's either Kevin Steele or he freeze. What the hell is Kevin Steele doing right now? He's the DC at Miami. Mm. Yeah. But doesn't Auburn like love that dude? Oh yeah, they were yeah. wanting him to be the guy before they hired Harson. I think that what they're going to do is just going to be typical Auburn because their boosters might be some of the worst in the nation when it comes to manipulating things. Let's say they fire Harson in a week or two. Those boosters are going to just muddy that search up so much, regardless of who they hire as an AD regardless if that AD has a guy that they want to hire. Let's say they go Hartwell and you know he wants to hire Freeze. They are going to want to, like, hey, like, let's don't hire him too quick. Like, let's let's make it dramatic. Like, let's, let's draw this out to, like, build momentum and build hype to hiring someone. Like, they're going to do that, and they'll screw it up. Like, they'll do, you know, not – Yeah. Um, maybe they still hire Freeze, but they'll do something stupid with, like, a contract or something. 
I agree that they're way too hands-on. I, I do, <laughs> if anybody's still listening to the show, they're probably not by this point. I think that um, obviously when they when they fire Harson, the AL.com writers of the world and Paul Feinbaum are going to be peddling Lane to Auburn because it's like a, a lazy oh, take. Oh, so just, Feinbaum's already doing Feinbaum already has, yeah. Yeah, prepare for that. But I and just you... Auburn's still still paying Gus. They're going to have to yeah. pay Harson a huge buyout, and Ole Miss is going to go to like at least ten million a year to keep Lane, if not more. There's just they're just not going to be able to do it. Like they're not. No. Financially, and, the numbers are just not going to work. And I'm telling you, that's not the job Lane leaves for. No, if because he leaves, what I just said about the boosters for like, the NFL. Like, I think so. I I don't. You you can call me crazy and say or say I'm stupid, say I'm naive. I don't think he leaves for Bama if and when Saban calls it quits. Because at this point, I Saban think he would. Just coach if they him. offered him the job, he'd take it. I don't think they're offering uh, him the job. Though. I don't either. I don't think they're going to offer him the job. But I I think he would take it if if they offered it. And look, he could. I could be wrong. He could go to even even go to Auburn. And and this could be red blue glasses because after all Auburn like l- legit owns Ole Miss in the head to head, but yeah. other than the head to head and the miracle, um, and having a once in a generation player in Cam Newton and the legitimate miracle run they had in thirteen, the I've said this on our podcast for a long time. The programs really aren't that much different from a potential standpoint. I guess uh, Auburn maybe like a half a step ahead of Ole Miss. Um, well, Auburn, yeah, like you mentioned, you mentioned it's not Cam enough Newton. to like Cam family. <laughs> Cam Newton's the guy that's. I mean, I've said he's the best player in college football I've ever seen in person. Um, and then they so they have his Heisman and Bo Jackson's Heisman, and then what's the other guy? Um, the running back from thirteen. No, the other quarterback that won a Heisman for him. Um, oh man, don't let me lie. Pat Dye or God? No, I. Oh, his name is right. Oh. Um. Good God, I'm not. not uh, All right. Well, while you're while you're while you're thinking of it, I'm just gonna Pat say, Sullivan. Yeah, Pat Sullivan. Yeah, Pat Sullivan. Anyway, so they oh, they've oh, got the Heisman cachet in the national championships, and I know that's a lot. And Ben, you oh, yeah. mentioned it's that a... too. But like outside of that, like yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, but on, this, better on the expanded, they're... on the expanded playoff though, they're we're in the same tier. Yeah, yeah like it's not. I'm, oh, I'm talking strictly potential can... going forward. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't. I, I don't think that they're that much. And I again, I said they're half a step ahead. Like it would be half. I guess. Like if you had a. If you have like the elite elite tier, that's Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, maybe a couple other teams with that kind of potential. I mean, we could even probably put Texas in there, even though they haven't been good for like twenty years, just because they have so much more money than literally every everyone else. Um, yeah. but, but outside if you're, of them, if you're doing a if you're doing ahead. a fourteen playoff, perhaps Auburn's a little bit closer to getting in. But you know, I think they could do it. If you're doing a 12-team playoff, I just feel like we're both in that same – maybe they're more likely to host a, a first-round game than Ole Miss is. But 
But Ole Miss can very easily get into a 12-team playoff, and, if the, and that's the goal at this point. I just don't think that it's a, a, a big difference between the two anymore. Yeah. Ole Miss the is the 10 I, and Auburn's the 6. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, or 7. Think about, who Ole, think about who Ole Miss is going to be playing going forward. It's almost certainly a nine-game schedule. We're almost certainly going to have three permanent opponents. Two of theirs are going to be Alabama and Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Two of ours are not going to be Alabama and Georgia. Oh, two of ours are probably going to be like Arkansas Vanderbilt and, and MSU. Or Arkansas, yeah, or, or Vandy and our, and I mean, I, we're going to get LSU and they're going to get Alabama and then we're going to get MSU and they're going to get Georgia. I just think that that kind of negates that that whole, you know, you know, positive positive they have on us right now. Yeah, and it's I'm specifically talking about Auburn here. I'm not trying to put Ole Miss into the tier with Alabama, Georgia. Sure. Even LSU, like even though we we have a better history and more wins against LSU, I put them in a different tier from Auburn because LSU is a state by themselves. Like that's a different program. With they have they have more potential than Auburn to me. I, I just Auburn's. We've talked about this a lot ad nauseum, really. And okay, sorry, interjecting here. There was a pass interference called with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter on on DeAndre Prince. That was not pass interference. Okay, in, in the Kentucky game. Sorry, they were going from right to left on the screen, and they called it holding on him. Oh, you're, re, you're rewatching the game. I'm rewatching the game. Yeah. So, I, but I, I just think that. Um, I mean, he grabbed him a little bit, but like, dang. Um, the um point being is, uh, we we've said this a million times. Auburn is the one team that has absolutely maximized every single square inch of potential that they have. Ole Miss has never really done that uh, until mm-hmm. now. It, it feels really good to be doing it now, though, and so that's why I think that they they'll they're probably going to pay whatever lane whatever it takes. Be like, look, man, whatever somebody else offers you, just tell us, and we'll we'll either beat it, match it, or beat it. And you have yeah. full autonomy here. Nobody's going to get in your way. It's your program. Well, at this point, like, just make up incentives to pay them more because I know you have the the constraints of the the four-year deal, like that's all you can do. Like that's a state law, whatever. Just make up some incentives like, oh, well, you know, you, I don't know. You were, you know, six and two against the spread at home or, you know, something like that. Just make up something like, oh, you led the SEC in rushing again. Like here's two more, you know, $2 million. Like just do that to tack on more money. Um, you know what? Yeah, again, like whatever it takes, but to to end the this last bit here before we close, yeah, I, I don't think he's leaving for Auburn. And you know, you mentioned Feinbaum. Feinbaum's doing this because Feinbaum went to Tennessee, and he's a Tennessee fan, and he still hates Lane Kiffin because he left. I don't care what anybody says. That's Feinbaum's got this beef with Kiffin, and yeah, I. It, Feinbaum has this love affair with Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin, you know, picked it Saban and got under his skin when he was in Tuscaloosa. So he hates him for that too. But look, Feinbaum's just trying to get clicks and he's trying to just be, you know, the Maury of college football and just create drama. Yeah. You're exactly right about, about Feinbaum. I mean, got they still have a job. The, the current head coach at Auburn is still employed and he's already out here talking about, Another and this is going to be something I, I don't even want to get started on, but th- this would never fly in like something like the NFL because they have an actual commissioner 
I just I mean, I just wish the SEC would step in and say, we're done talking about SEC head coaches moving to other SEC, SEC head jobs, you know, not even at the halfway point of the season. This would never happen yeah. in, in an actual professional league, which is what the SEC essentially wants to be. I mean, it would happen if someone wanted to, you know, give them draft picks or something like that. But you can't – I mean, having this crap going on in the middle of the year, that, it's absurd. And I, and I really wish the SEC or the NCAA had a stronger leader so we wouldn't have to hear about this in the middle of the year. It's just ridiculous. The SEC hasn't had a leader in years, man. No, and, and college football doesn't have one at all. I mean, say what you want about Mark Emmert. He doesn't – he's the NCAA guy. College football needs one. So we're not out here. I mean, imagine if the NFL was talking about, like, like a sitting Jets head coach was going to take over the Browns. It would never – I mean, they would, they would stamp that out immediately. It would never be a discussion. No reporter would they be blackballed if they started talking about that. It would be over. You would, you would not discuss that in the middle of the year. And, and that we have to do it in college football is, is ridiculous. And it, it also takes the fun out of things. Because every time Ole Miss wins a game, everyone's like, where's Kiffin going next year? And Auburn starts talking about this, and it's just, it just gets old. And not necessarily because I'm worried about Kiffin leaving. I truly am not. I just, it's mm-hmm. annoying to hear about coaching searches when the actual, like, coaching is about the game, like, like going forward. We have currently games going on right now. Let's talk about the season that we're in. We can talk about coaches in the offseason. Yeah, that's right. And if he God does take the Auburn job, there's literally nothing we can do about it. And it's not going to take yeah. away from this season. So, yeah, it is what it is. I, I tell people all the time, like, why are we worried about what's going to happen next year? I mean, we saw with COVID, we didn't even have a season. I mean, they started late. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think Pac-12 played five games. Yeah, I think this is definitely like the week to do it because Ole Miss is playing Vandy and no one cares to talk about that game. So they're just going to use that as a springboard yeah. to talk they're about where. Is it next week when we play Auburn? And then after that, we won't have to hear oh, anything. Oh, yeah. They will be – that'll be all they talk about on the telecast. Um, all right. So we got our locks in. Uh, Fade at your own risk, folks, because I have a good feeling about week six. Um, I think we got some winners here. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um you know, we I I'd said it a couple times, and then with scheduling, uh, this week is also going to be bad. I will be out of town this weekend. I think we're probably going to stick with just this show. Um, ben Garrett of the Ohm Spirit, part of On Three, does a great job week in week out with all the podcasts he does. He does a, he does a recap show, and it's great. Um, so I think we'll just stick with him doing that and handling handling that heavy lifted for us. We'll just stick with doing the picks. Um, we might do some surprise episodes here and there. If there's a big game or a big win or something crazy happens, um, you know, Ole Miss gets to eight. No, nine and no, you know, we might do something else just because we all want to talk about it. And, you know, I'm sure people want to listen because Ole Miss is playing really good football, but for now we'll probably just stick with this one show. We cannot worry about a recap since Ben handles it, but, um, but that's going to do it. Four hit that line week six. Um, we do have all of our locks in uh, Wisconsin minus 10, NC State minus three, San Jose State minus seven, Ole Miss minus 17, Ole Miss Vandy under 62, Georgia minus 29 and a half, Tennessee minus three, Oklahoma plus seven, Ohio State, Michigan State under 65 and a half, 
Rutgers plus three, Memphis minus two and a half, and Mississippi State minus nine. All right, gentlemen, we it's got to happen, right? I mean, no better time than now for this to turn around as we get to the halfway point and we uh we get back to the black. So, any final thoughts before we hit the uh, stop button? Uh, no, enjoy. It's uh, after Saturday. We'll be halfway through the college football season. Yeah, it's crazy. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's flown by. Um, but only a third of the way through the SEC slate. So, you, you know what's weird is the week, the year's 52 weeks long, and the college football season is, what, 14 weeks yeah. outside of championship games? So 15 weeks including them? I mean, God, that – you know, you have 37 weeks that we talk about it. In 15 weeks, we get to enjoy it. No. That's not quick. Nothing better. Pressing. The the NFL Sunday doesn't hold a candle to it. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, my gosh. No. Not a chance. All right. We'll be back week seven next week. We'll have the uh, the full crew back together as Austin is out of town. Um, but until then, thank you to the listener for tuning in. Thank you to the sponsors that make it possible. And as always, thanks to Ben and Nick for joining. And thanks to Austin for sending in his locks ahead of time. Until next week, we out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.